0: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Each business is unique and operated individually of others in the same industry. What they have in common is the potential path to success. Welcome to the second stage with your hosts Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. In today's program, we'll address the obstacles that many businesses find on that path to success, and discuss what entrepreneurs and their businesses are doing to stay ahead of the curve. Now, here is Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick.
2: Welcome everybody to the second stage. is Brendan Anderson, and here's Jeff Cadlick.
3: Welcome everybody. Uh, we are. I'm still Brandon. I'm a little frustrated. I've had this uh, this sore throat, and I've been on the verge of losing my voice, which I know you would very much look forward to someday that I actually yeah. lose my voice.
2: It's actually something we put in your Red Bull, but uh, you know that's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to sneak it in there once you got the can open, but we're we're getting yeah. pretty good at it, so.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I can, I can
2: understand. Um, well, this hey Jeff, week, we've, yeah. yo, Jeff, when you yes. drink thirty-five Red Bulls a day, it's easier to get that stuff taken care of. You know, if you cut it back to like ten a day, we'd be, we'd be in good shape. So, all <laughs> well, it good, man. Be all harder good.
3: Harder for you to, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, well, this week we've got a, a great show because we've got somebody else that has identified the market that Evolution is so passionate about—the second stage. Uh, entrepreneurship as as an area of, of of interest. And it's an author and, and serial entrepreneur named uh, Dan Weinfurter. Uh, Dan is somebody that uh, we actually got to know um, about a about nine months ago or so when we invested in one of our partner companies called Axiom Salesforce Development. And uh, Dan had spent some time Uh, researching his book uh, by studying axiom salesforce development so like any good author and um, uh, you know he's researched this topic extremely well and he's done a lot of investigation and it has uh, translated into a very thoughtful book that I think will provide actionable advice you know to to our listeners
2: and, and and Dan's actually, I mean, it's you look at this guy's background, and he's actually done this. I mean, Jeff, you and I are uh, ecstatic that Evolution was 197 on the Inc. 500 list. Dan had a company that was number one. I mean, you know, that's this this guys this guy's uh, lived it and done it, and so uh, I'm excited to hear hear what he has to say. We uh, we got a preview of his book, and uh, it just seems to be spot on about uh, about what these second stage companies uh, are confronted with. It's uh, it's pretty dug on neat. But uh, like I said, I mean, you know, serial entrepreneur. I mean, if we had started this many businesses, we'd, uh, you'd, uh, you'd be you'd be on to forty-five Red Bulls a day, Jeff. It'd be uh, it'd be <laughs> insane.
3: Yeah. Do you think if I drink more Red Bulls, we'll go up further in the Inc. Five
2: Hundred? Oh, I think so. I think so. I think so. I think you know maybe, is Don't they have something more powerful than Red Bull anymore? No. I, uh, yeah, but they're not legal. Oh, okay, okay. That's, that's why you put yeah, vodka in yours after after four thirty. But uh. yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. It's kind of like accelerant, you know, that you yeah. put in somebody's gas tank. You know? exactly. So anyway, hey, let's recap uh, last week's call, if we could. Now, you and I discussed the topic, and it is. A uh, using my words a squishier topic than we normally have because normally we're discussing something very focused like we did a couple of weeks ago this year end tax planning and 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 you know we've covered the five pillars and so on and so forth but I think that the message is probably maybe the most important message that we've got uh, that we've delivered so far on this uh, on the show.
2: It's by far, Jeff, as you know from me, you know, standing on my soapbox and screaming if anybody will listen. It, it has been by far the single biggest impact on my on my business thoughts and developments. There's there is nothing that, that that I have uh, thought about that's original. Everything I've done has been been taken from somebody else who explained to me um, how they did it, and I really and and. and I can trace all of my major aha moments in uh you know as you know I started kind of tooling around this uh, this world in, in uh, my entrepreneurial you know full-time career in 1995 and I can literally uh track all of my entre- or my aha moments to something I learned in EO or from a recommendation or a referral or some tie to one of these peer groups and so um, I know uh, how everybody at Evolution hates when I come back from a nice entrepreneurial uh, retreat or a n- nice EO retreat because uh, you know the uh, the forty-five thousand zillion things are flying around in my head. But it really is, and quite frankly, Jeff, as you know, it's having a great team around you that can grab you know those one or two really great ideas and and really put a process around and implement it. And uh, that's what we're trying to do.
3: Well, I can tell you, and I can assure you, uh, on behalf of everybody at Evolution Capital Partners, we do hate when you come back from all these EO events, all these books to read because uh, it's a lot of work. However, we do uh, all participate in this um, this reading and following up on things that you learned in EO, because as we've discussed many times, it is about continual learning, continuing to get better, continuing to stay, um, you know, on the edge of, of what's out there. And as we've said before, we're a second stage company. We are trying to get through this stage of our growth as quickly as possible and no better way to do it than to learn from others that have gone before you.
2: Absolutely. Why, it's very, very time consuming and very expensive to recreate the wheel. Might as well just uh, you know, yeah, let people are more than willing to explain to you what you know, their experiences and you might as well listen to them and, and use that experience to make your life easier and less expensive.
3: Well, and you make a very good point about time. It's more timely and costly to you know, uh, repeat uh, what other people uh, have done in the past. And it's certainly more time than it takes to read those books.
2: that's true and and a whole lot less expensive the books are like 12 bucks if you buy them in a little bit of volume Um, but no you know what's what's great, Jeff, is as is is I was kind of uh, doing a little reading up on Dan, the, the next guest. I mean, it, it's just amazing how many wonderful entrepreneurs are out there in the world. I mean, if you look at uh, and you know, as you know from last week, uh, Rob Duve talked to him, and I'm still juiced about uh, uh, I know about that conversation, the things he was able to do, and what one would argue is a pretty traditional you know business that he got out in front of and, and led, and you know, it's no longer a traditional business. And you know, Dan is a is obviously a wonderful sales marketing process driven guy that has been able to really drive his businesses. I mean, it's, it's amazing what people get done in a, in a, in a, in a career or in a, in part of a career.
3: Yeah. And, and exactly, you know, it goes back to that selflessness aspect of being an entrepreneur, participating in these peer review programs where just like Rob Dubé last week, you know, he, he shares what he has learned with his peers. You know, certainly Dan has done that uh, with what he is done with his book. I mean, he is sharing his investigation of second stage entrepreneurship and put together what he thinks the 10 proven strategies for driving aggressive growth. And it's again, it's that selflessness that makes entrepreneurship and the entrepreneurial community so, so exciting.
2: Absolutely. That entrepreneurial code that we like so much.
3: Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So I'm going to do some quick housekeeping here and remind everybody that this is a forum and we want to hear from other people that have ideas to contribute to, um, um, you know, this, this whole process of getting through the second stage as, as quickly as you can. And, um, you can certainly, uh, email us at the second stage at evolutioncp.com, or you can comment or ask questions on our blog at evolutioncp.com. Um, and, um, and I also want to make sure that I uh, talk about McLadry. Uh McLadgery is our sponsor, they're an accounting firm. Uh, they call themselves an insurance, tax, and consulting service, all of which they provide uh, for Evolution as well. And they're focused on small and mid sized businesses nationwide. There's more than 6,700 people in 75 U.S. cities. <clears throat> so, Brendan, um,
2: you know, this hey, is the hey, first- I'm sorry, go ahead. go
3: ahead. No, 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 please.
2: I was going to say, you know, it's funny. We got a question that was asking about um, entrepreneurship, you know, about the entrepreneur uh, peer groups and so forth. And then we also had another question about um, other ways in which we use uh, groups uh, to to kind of find out what's going on in our industry and finding out kind of thought leaders in and that sort of thing. And I thought maybe you you know you could talk about you know I know you spent a lot of time with some of the small business investment. groups uh the SBIA, the, the uh, AMNA and, and things. And the point is, is like really about that there are lots of uh, groups out there that can really help you understand your industry too. And I just, it just was an interesting question. I, I hadn't drawn the, the direct parallel, but I was yeah, surprised to you know, get so many questions on that.
3: Yeah, and that that actually is a great great question, and um, and I have learned a tremendous amount from the associations that that I'm involved with, which is the Association of Mergers and Acquisitions Advisors, uh, short for or its uh, AM and AA. There's also the Small Business Investor Alliance or the SBIA, and what I love about these groups is is there's this uh, there's this um, similarity between the groups that you participate in and I participate in, in that everyone acknowledges that they are making mistakes. They share best practices. It's okay if you make mistakes, just don't make them twice, you know, that sort of thing. And you you check your ego at the door and you really just try to engage in your network and, and, and share ideas and feelings. And that, I think, you know, has helped evolution on, you know, that certainly the, the private equity fund side of our business, the capital market side of our business that, you know, a lot of our private equity or our partner companies don't see. They see really, you know, the business building side of our business that, that uh, we take out of EO and YPO and Vistage and, and groups like that. So um, that was a great question and a, and a great observation. Um, so, um This is the first time that we've ever reviewed a book on the second stage. So we're going to be very entrepreneurial here as we uh, move into the next segment of of our show. But before we do, we need to take a quick break. And um, when we get back, we're going to introduce uh, Dan Weinfurter and talk about his new book um, about second stage entrepreneurship. Thanks for listening to Second Stage.
4: This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry, Assurance Tax Consulting.
1: Time management. We all talk about it, we constantly work on it, and we all wonder what more we could be doing. Take Charge of Your Productivity identifies the 10 key elements that are part of the focus for high performers. It then integrates energy management into the time management equation. Tune in for insightful interviews, key strategies, and tips to help you create the balance you crave and deserve. Join Penny Zinker as she presents Take Charge of Your Productivity on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You are tuned in to the second stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to one 866 472 5790 That's one 866 472 5790 Or send an email to the second stage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson.
3: Welcome back to the second stage. This is Jeff Cadlick and I'm here with my partner Brendan Anderson. I uh when we left for the after the first segment we started talking about our friend Dan Weinfurter and his new book The Second Stage uh, Second Stage Entrepreneurship 10 Proven Strategies for Driving Aggressive Growth and here's a person that is speaking from experience because he has done it a number of times himself and um, and we know uh because how we met Dan, uh, through one of our partner companies that he did a lot of investigation, uh, to write this book. And, uh, what we've read from the book, it is very, very thoughtful and very real world. And I think that there's a lot of things that, uh, second stage business owners can learn from it.
2: Dead on. I mean, it, it really is, uh, like I said, we've kind of previewed it and, uh, you know, I, I read through, I read through the 10, uh, the, the 10 steps and the, and the 10 points. And it's, it really is, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's not rocket science. It's just really hard work. So, um, and it's right, right on, right on point. Uh, Dan, uh, I want to welcome you to our show, the second stage.
5: Well, Brenda and Jeffrey, thank you for that generous introduction. And it's a pleasure to be here.
2: Yeah. Hey, Dan, it's, um, uh, you know, again, I, you know, uh, kind of boned up on, uh, on, uh, on your background and, and, and I just, uh, I love to talk to entrepreneurs about how they got in their businesses and how they grew their businesses. And I don't, I realize we don't have, uh, you know, as much time as I'd like to go through your background, but would love to, love to, I mean, how, how did you, uh, how did you figure all this out? Tell me, tell me how you, uh, you know, you, it, how, how you got started in this stuff.
5: Well, as the saying goes, it's, you know, partly art and partly science or, uh, some would say it's, uh, partly by design, and then part of it's serendipitous. So I, I was fortunate enough to be hired by GE right out of college, and I tell people for better or for worse that informed a good part of the way I view the world. There's a lot of things that GE does very, very well and has been a huge help to me as I've built out entrepreneurial businesses. Yet when you're in a place with, when I started with 400,000 employees, it went to 300,000, and actually it worked better. You know, you're, you, one person really can't make a difference. And if you value uh, the whole notion of building and creating and uh, being part of something that's very exciting, it's hard to get that same feel in a place as large as GE, even if the the business that you're in is is smaller. And in my case, I was in an $800 million division, which – you know it didn't move the meter at all for GE and if you think about that from an entrepreneurial lens most of us would love to get to 800 million that's in our wildest mm-hmm. dreams so it's it's a lot of it from your perspective but uh for me it's uh, i sort of migrated downstream from GE and no looking back it's been fantastic
3: Hey uh, Dan, I'm sorry I'm going to interrupt here very no, early. Um, uh, you know, your background is similar to mine in in how you come came to find second stage entrepreneurship. Because I, at one time, was at much larger financial services businesses, including Prudential. Uh, I was in the private investment arm of of the insurance company and. You know, I saw a lot of great companies that were flying under the radar screen that couldn't find all the things that they needed to to get themselves through, um, you know, this very difficult part of the the business cycle. So what were you seeing that drew you down into second stage companies?
5: Well, the, the serendipitous part, which I didn't get to. So my first two entrepreneurial ventures were working for people that I met at GE who had taken the leap before I did and they lured me away so the first time it was a 150 million dollar business that had been spun out of another one and, and I walked into a place in Schaumburg Illinois and I mean there was no people and so my challenge was to build a sales organization to support what was a brand new company even though it had an existing revenue stream and then I had done did that for about three years and then I went to work for what it was a real startup it was a business that was based in Chicago that had been funded by a private equity firm or actually a venture capital firm and had less than two million of revenue and a handful of people and my job was to grow the footprint from four locations to forty, which I did over the next five years. but the guy that I worked for in that particular business was my boss while I was at GE, so that's where you, you sort of have the serendipitous part that's you know good fortune.
2: Hey Dan, I got I got a. Uh, give me a little flashback there. The day that Jeff, uh, Jeff left his uh, his uh, larger company job and walked into our Evolution, uh, Evolution offices, where there was like a card table and a chair, and he immediately started uh, <laughs> breaking out. And uh, anyways, but that's that's another story for another day. And, and that's um, true. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> he literally was like, out. "Oh my." Oh, yeah, I mean it, the whole idea of entrepreneurship was all well it was all exciting while we were drawing it up on a piece of paper and then when reality smacked him that day he was like oh my god what what am I doing but anyways hey you know maybe Dan we start off with um how you define second stage companies cuz it's you know it, you know it's 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 something I suspect most people aren't familiar with the term
5: and I talk about this in the book, there's there's one that the Edward Lowe Foundation coined, uh, and, and they're a group that's in Michigan, and they describe it as a company that has at least 10 employees and at least uh, $1 million of revenue. They have uh, proven the concept and they desire to grow. In my experience, I, I tend to think about second-stage companies as a bit larger than that and folks that have put together a plan and have a, a real appetite for what I would call you know, material aggressive growth. Uh, it's interesting. It's only 10% of the total companies in the United States that fall into this category of second stage, but it's a material part of the employment market. It's close to 40% of total jobs in the U.S. are through second stage companies. So it's worth a focus on it and an ability to grow and invest in these companies.
2: And, and those companies are faced, and as you discuss in your book, um, they're faced with lots and lots of challenges. But before I get into that, and I probably, it, I you know, I, I'm a, an entrepreneur, and I, and I know that our entrepreneur listeners they they uh, they like to hear from people that have done it before. They've kind of they've you know they've been through the waters and they're sharing experiences. Um, maybe talk a little bit about you know some of the companies. I mean, I, you know, I look down, I look at your uh, your resume, and you know, you were the uh, leader of a company that was number one in the Inc. 500 list. You've been on the Inc. 500 list in other companies multiple times. Uh, and, and and I'm not talking about you know a lot of the companies uh, you know on the Inc. 500 list you know grow to seven eight hundred million or seven or eight million uh, but you, your companies have gotten much larger than that. Maybe talk a little bit about why you did what you did and, and what and what were the the you know the the kind of foundation for that kind of success. It's unbelievable.
5: Well, most folks that are, are entering the second stage didn't necessarily start with the view that that's where they would go. Although in my case. Uh, I started these businesses or, or joined them uh, when the growth plan was, you know, reasonably well in place. Uh, so the the goal in that first entrepreneurial venture, working for my former GE boss, was was venture capital back. So the idea from day one was to grow it into something large. We grew it organically from zero to 150 million in a five-year period of time by. Hiring lots of people and doing great work for clients and expanding geographically. Parson Group, which was the first company that I started, I remember walking into my uh, investor partner's office in 1995. And this, one of the first things we did was assemble a computer, which in those days you actually had to do. Uh, we started with five people in Chicago, and we ultimately grew it to 600 people uh, Uh, throughout north america and and a pretty good presence in the uk as well again all organic growth and that was the one that ended up number one on the inc 500 Uh, that business was sold in 2002 and in the theory that some people never learn i I started yet another company this (laughs) one in a human capital consulting business and we grew it in less than five years to over 50 million, uh, all, well, not all organic growth, but primarily organic growth. And we, we did some mass hires and we bought one small company that was in London. So, it would, yeah, but, you know, but. but yeah, yeah, it's amazing
2: I'm, to me. No, no, excuse me. I, I mean, I, it's amazing to me. I, we go and we talk to entrepreneurs and they talk about, you know, trying to find that one great hire, but you're talking about finding hundreds of great hires. I mean, how, how do you do that? How, how's, how does that cross your mind that that's possible? I mean, that, that seems, that's a, uh, that's a that's a tall order, isn't it?
5: Well, I think that the, the number one most important strategy to grow a business quickly is to make sure that you assemble a team of a players, and it starts with the senior management team because every one of those roles is critical, and it cascades through the organization in every uh, position that you need to fill, and and so I, I, I say often that hiring is the most important, yet ironically the least disciplined process that you tend to see in business. And it shouldn't be that way if people really understand the impact that each and every employee makes to the company if you get it right or the detriment or harm that's caused if you don't get it right. And like many, I, I probably learned more from doing it incorrectly, but that certainly informed my point of view that it's worth spending time and effort to define the role correctly and then cast a very broad net and hire aid players. They will deliver three times or ten times what an average person will. It's worth spending the time to get it right. All
2: right, so I, uh, I unbelievable um, background, actually doing this stuff, and uh, maybe kind of transition it into the, the some of the, the 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 things that you've discovered. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're uh, if I own a. I own a second stage business, or a business that's you know kind of sit, you know, that's got those characteristics, and I'm convinced I can grow. You know, maybe we talk about some of the, uh, and, and again, I encourage everyone to to get a copy of the book and, and, and get this in much more detail. But what would you say the first thing that you need to really evaluate if you if you want to try to transition the business out of the second stage?
5: Well, it's two things that come together. Uh, one is a plan uh, as to what the market opportunity is and how you're going to capture it. But uh, what comes out of that is what's the investment that's necessary to to do that. And so you actually get into analysis and discussion on capital sources pretty quickly in the uh, plan to get to the second stage. And so I I talk about, you know, the various alternatives that are available. And that's what actually had me run across your firm. One of the folks who I met uh, at a company called Axiom SFD has a huge market opportunity but had a need to raise capital to actually fulfill on that vision. And so he found your firm, and uh, now he's off to the races building the necessary products and and sales capability to grow the business to a much larger stage. Others go at it in a different way, but, you know, there's there's probably no perfect way to do it, but there are alternatives, and it's worthwhile to, to take a look at the pros and cons of each approach. But it's going to be very hard to grow quickly. If you don't have capital and you're not independently wealthy, such that you can fund the business out of your own bank account,
2: I think most entrepreneurs are are kind of cursed with believing that uh, you know that bank capital or kind of friends and family are the on, are the only choices out there. Um, how did you? I guess you, maybe your GE background taught you how to how to get how to raise the capital. I mean that, that you know because I think most entrepreneurs that doesn't come second uh, come come easily.
5: Well, it's a combination of making sure you have a very good plan such that investors can look at it and, and believe that the projections that are in the plan are achievable. But most of the more sophisticated investors will not only look at the plan, but they'll look at the skill and talent and track record of the entrepreneur and come to a point of view on whether he or she is actually capable of executing that plan, both with their own skill that they bring to the party, but also the skill and talents of the people that they can assemble as part of the team for growth. I mean, without that, you're not going to get very far. And and investors like uh, prior success. I mean, it's not, not a surprise.
3: You know, that that's a very interesting point, uh, Dan, because a lot of the businesses that we we uh, evaluate or try to work with, you know, they're missing a lot of the things that you had just mentioned with regard to raising capital. They don't have the plan. They don't they've got a vision in their head that we feel like we've we've got to draw out Um uh, I want to pick up on all of this in the next segment because we're starting to get into some really interesting points that you've got in, in your group uh, or in, in your book and I know that we can't get to all 10 but maybe if we can continue to touch on other topics beyond capital uh, in the next segment that would be great Um uh, one housekeeping item, you know, again, everybody, this is a forum and for this show to be more effective and powerful, uh, if folks contribute their experiences and ideas, we invite you to continue the discussion from this week's show on our blog, which can be found at evolutioncp.com or you can email us at the second stage at evolutioncp.com. With that, we're going to sign off for a few minutes and come back to uh, Daniel Weinfurter and continue to talk about his, uh, his wonderful book. Thanks for tuning into to The Second Stage.
1: Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business.
4: This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member.
1: practical actionable leadership insights are the focus of leadership development news hosted each monday at 9 a.m pacific noon eastern by kathy greenberg and relly nadler on the voice america business channel doctors greenberg and nadler who coach global leaders on how to be most effective will share their insights and contacts the path to leadership excellence begins here
2: find out which guests are being featured this week read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network.
1: You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Stage at evolutioncp.com. Now back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson.
3: Welcome back to the second stage. This is Jeff Cadlick, and I'm here with my partner, Brendan Anderson. And we finished off the second segment of our show uh, talking with the author and serial entrepreneur, Daniel Weinfurter. Um, you know, we're all drawn to this second stage entrepreneurship, which is really the, um, the topic of, of Dan's book. It's called The Second Stage: Second Stage Entrepreneurship: 10 Proven Strategies for Driving Aggressive Growth. And it's remarkable, uh, Dan, how similar uh, the things that you're talking about, um, you know, fall in line with with what we're trying to do here at Evolution. So
2: that's yeah, terrific. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was going to say we uh, we, uh, we Jeff and I are really good about uh, about about taking wonderful ideas, and uh, we'll definitely uh, you know always always looking for a better way to improve our process, and we're going to uh, look forward to we're, working we're, with you to do that. We're great plagiarizers. Yeah, right. We got that down. We got that down.
5: Somebody said once that there's no new original ideas in the world, so I, I think that's fine.
2: <laughs> it's all how you spin them. All how you spin them. Exactly. Um, Dan, we, we talked about you know the capital, and and I couldn't agree to more about you know uh, you know good plan and you know good plan and in the in the right people, and and you probably can you know can raise the capital that you need to, uh you know to implement it. Um, what else? You know, it's 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 interesting. You know, I obviously you got some. You got ten great points here, and um, if so, you have the capital, and, and and you've got some people. What what would you go to next? I mean, I realize it's it's probably uh, it's an assortment of all, but what let's maybe talk about the the sales management and the marketing piece because that's uh, that's always you know got to got to drive the revenue and got to get the revenue to pay for stuff, right?
5: I think that makes sense. Maybe I'll just back up in in one other quick point before I get to that, which relates to the strategy of the business. And so I, I make a point in the book talking about this notion of create, don't compete. And I think businesses that have been able to grow very rapidly have figured out a way to come to market in a differentiated fashion, such that whatever they're offering, be it a product or a service, is perceived by their customers to be fundamentally different or different enough that they don't have to resort to competing on price or competing on, uh, you know, arguing they have better service. And, and so that whole notion is, is critically important. A new product, a new offering. The best example of a firm that did that and the benefit is Apple, of course, but in the book, I, not all of us are Apple. And so I use some examples of much smaller, more humble businesses that figured out how to crack the code on that and create instead of competing. So assuming you have a, a business that uh, is differentiatable, you still then have to focus on how you sell it. And I think that's an area where many entrepreneurs, in their, their zeal to focus on the product or the service, they don't spend enough time thinking through carefully how they're going to go to market and how they're going to sell this. Uh, my history is mostly in business-to-business sales, which typically entails a sales organization. Obviously, if it's business-to-consumer, it's more marketing-driven. Uh, both matter. And I think one of the things today is that uh, marketing has become more important as the Internet has gained uh, uh, momentum and clout. One of the things that I've probably learned best from GE is how world-class companies build sales organizations. And uh, I think that there is – a lot of lessons that can be learned from big companies and how they put systems and process and discipline into a sales organization that's really effective. And that's one of the best avenues for driving rapid growth if you can get that get it done right
2: you know Dan i want to go back to the and i love the way you put that about the you know create don't compete and and it's fun, you know in um in e o which we, we which we talked about in our last uh you know uh, session we you know we call it finding your x factor finding it's you know find, finding its something finding something that really differentiates you from everybody else and what it, what it, when i remember when i first heard that i i kind of rolled my eyes like i do with a lot of stuff and and then i and then i saw really uh how you know it wasn't necessarily that you had to create the next i you know, iPhone or, or iTouch or iPad, you know, the other people were doing were differentiating themselves in much more creative ways. You know, if you could just, you know, just briefly maybe tell us a little bit, a little story of some of the other people that have done that. Um, you know, it just, you know, cause I think sometimes for entrepreneurs, it's, it seems like such an overwhelming task to do that.
5: Well, there's a couple of examples that I use in the book that are in industries that are thought to be commoditized and competitive. One is coffee and one is beer. Uh, so there's a company in Chicago called Intelligentsia Coffee. And they, you know, if you just look on the surface, it looks like they compete with Starbucks. But they really don't. Their strategy, they have retail stores similar to what you would see with the Starbucks or Caribou. But the way they go about serving coffee and the approach and the ambiance of the store is wildly different than what you would see in any other type of coffee location. Their real objective is to use their retail stores to sell coffee beans to wholesalers. So they they use these retail stores as a demonstration of the quality of the coffee experience that can be obtained when you direct source all of your beans from growers and you roast all your own beans. And so as a result of that, they command a premium price. A cup of coffee is over $4.00. Yet in all of their stores that exist, which are in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Atlanta, they have lines out the door, people willing to pay twice what they're going to pay at a a Starbucks, which isn't exactly as cheap as Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's. So, I mean, they have figured out how to take a crowded industry and spin it so that they are creating, not competing. Another example is a business that's in Grand Rapids, Michigan called Founders Brewing. And this is a really interesting story. The the founder entrepreneurs, it's a team, for 10 years essentially ran a brew pub in downtown Grand Rapids, Michigan, and they got to a point where they were running on fumes. And it, they finally took in some capital, which allowed them to move to a better location, get the uh, landlord who was uh, upset about not being paid timely off their case, but more importantly, recraft their product. Make exceptional beer instead of just average beer and come up with some brilliant branding. So they have a beer called Breakfast Stout, for example, which has got oatmeal and coffee as part of the beer. Oatmeal, coffee, and, I'm trying to think, chocolate. All three of those items are in that one beer.
0: All so that they're, able,
5: they're able to sell this beer for over. for a four-pack, and it's now the fastest-growing brewery in the United States. And they were able to do that by, A, getting capital, B, having a strategy that's very different than others, and they also won some awards, which was a validation of the strategy. So they now are producing more than 250,000 barrels of beer a year, where it took them up to 10 years to get to 10,000 barrels of annual production. It's an incredible story. Really, really brilliant yes. packaging and, and go-to-market strategy.
2: You know, it, it's it's when I I love hearing the stories. You know, if you look at some of the companies and some of our our partner our partner businesses here at Evolution, some of uh, some of our biggest successes have literally been you know businesses that provide services to other businesses that that then you know we we you know we've been able to you know through technology and through some of these uh, when I uh, be able to literally help those companies store and organize their data. Um, you know, that that before kind of our involvement in our capital, they were just providing the service. And, you know, I, I look at the differences between, you know, offering, you know, kind of really helping out that business, you know, kind of, you know, kind of control their, you know, control their documents, control their data versus just providing a service. And, it you know, it really does change the game. And it sounds, I guess my point to the entrepreneurs out there is it's not, you know, it, it, it may be something special. More simple like that, but it does take the commitment, and focus to, and, and quite frankly, like to your point, making sure that there's a market for it, making sure people, you know, that the that the company wants it and will pay for it, and uh, um, and you know, quite frankly, driving the cost down. The so so once you have so once you have this 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 differentiating factor, this you know this thing that that, that, that makes you unique. How do you how do you sell it? How do you how do you how do you roll it out? I mean, you, you've been able to to really exploit you know explode growth. It's a uh, tell me how you make the transition.
5: In my own case, I built companies that had what I call an exceptional sales organization. So I didn't necessarily hire people that had a lot of experience, but I spent a ton of time and effort trying to find people who had what I call capability and potential. They were great athletes. They had the right behavioral DNA, but they needed training, and they needed mentoring and coaching. And so the businesses that I built, that was a big part of the strategy for growth going forward. It's not as though I'm the only one that's cracked the code on this. There's an example in the book of a company called Web Filings, which provides an automated capability for public companies to file quarterly and annual statements. And they went from product creation in 2009 to over 100 salespeople on the street uh, two and a half years later. And, and they systematically and methodically thought about how to build a sales organization that could drive rapid growth, and they, in fact, did that then.
2: Yikes, Jeff. we got to, we got to rethink our scale. He thinks, <laughs> he, thinks bigger. he thinks in big numbers, lots of zeros. I like that. I like that.
3: Hey, hey Dan, a little, little off topic here, though. Um, tell us a little bit about your research. I mean, how many companies did you have to actually go visit? How many entrepreneurs did you – did you talk to obviously drew quite a bit off of your own experiences, which are are obviously very valid, but if you could share uh, a little bit about your background and getting ready for this book, that'd be great.
5: Well, there's a lot that I've learned by uh, being an entrepreneur. I've also been on the board of uh, six or seven private equity backed early stage businesses. So I've seen the typical uh, struggles and, and path that these other businesses go through. And as part of uh, writing the book, I, I interviewed uh, probably a dozen different entrepreneurial CEOs and became familiar with their story. And it's a combination of all those experiences that I use to uh, to demonstrate how these principles, when applied correctly, can in fact drive growth.
3: Interesting. So do you, you think you, you talk to... 100 companies, 50 companies?
5: Well, over the past – but what do we all say when we get to a certain age over the past 20-plus years? I've
3: talked to 100. We're, we're
5: not in terms Go ahead. Go ahead. In terms of what I did for this book, you know, uh, the ones that I actually did a, a more formal case study on and laid out of the book was perhaps 10. But I talked to a, a larger subset than, than I actually used – uh, in writing the book. So, uh, you know, a lot of my friends are entrepreneurs. You run into people all the time. I've been at Inc. conferences. And so there's there's lots of stories, plus what you can read in various periodicals of the entrepreneurial journeys of other people. So it's just been a lifelong passion for me. I've met hundreds of entrepreneurs over the course of my career.
2: Yeah, no, I, in, in, I, I tell you, I just, you know, it's um... – you know, we we also have met hundreds if not thousands and um you know the 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 the, the stories are you know just very similar and very right on and um you know i i I, uh, I realize we don't have much time left and uh but um so um we, we, the, the next thing, and maybe we don't have time to get into details, but the next thing that, 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 that the entrepreneur should at least think about, or at least the, the, the chapter in the book to jump to. Um, so you've got you've got your you've got your differentiator. You've got your you know kind of got your sales force out there running. What's what's the next thing that we we probably need to make sure we got before we uh, kind of lose our momentum?
5: There's all the risk trying to cover something complicated quickly, but there are a couple chapters on on management and leadership and. There's a big transition that an entrepreneur makes from the early stage where he or she controls everything to the second stage where their job is really to build the team and provide a vision and culture and, and, and set the right sort of uh, process in place so that others can do what they used to do. And that's an important thing to keep in mind. As the business grows, the founder entrepreneur cannot do everything by himself or herself. And you have to think that through carefully and make sure you have the people in place to support what you used to do all on your own.
2: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I uh, couldn't agree with you more. It's music to our ears. It is (laughs) absolutely music to our ears.
3: Easier said than done for many, right? It is hard. hard.
4: It's, it's not rocket
2: science, but it's really hard. So, uh, but you know, to your point, there there are ways to to get there, and there are people that have done this before, and um, and your book will be a great resource in out, outlining some of this. Um, right right now. Go ahead, Jeff.
3: I was just going to say, hey Dan, could you tell everybody well, where where they can find the book? I you know that Amazon is having trouble uh, keeping it on their shelves. Is 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 that the only place to get a hold of your book right now?
5: Well, it's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, both the online versions. I think your local bookstore, if they don't have it, they'd be happy to order it. I'm certainly working on uh, getting it available on other channels. Uh, it was published on October 22nd, so it's not as though it's been out for a long period of time. So I think people are still trying to – maybe there's an unanticipated demand. I'd be thrilled to hear that. But I, I know that – Uh, Amazon has been trouble keeping it in stock. It actually broke the the top 100 of business books in Amazon. So I was very, very polite. I was pleased to, to hear that that happened.
3: Well, yes, from wonderful. what we've yeah, from what we've read, it's certainly deserving of that uh, that recognition, and it's certainly a topic uh, that that we're very very passionate about. So um, we want to thank you for being on our show, Dan. Uh, Dan Weinfurter is the author of Second Stage Entrepreneurship: Ten Proven Strategies for Driving Aggressive Growth, and um, I think he's had a lot of great things to say. Uh, very consistent and adding to what Brendan and I talk about each week, and you can find his book. At Amazon uh, and also at Barnes and Noble. So congratulations can, on a great start, Dan.
2: And we've covered well, just you. a microscopic piece of the, of the great content that's in there. So you owe it yourself to, uh, to 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 read to read it. Thank you for having me on your show.
3: Oh, our our, our pleasure. We hope to have you back again, and we can cover uh, more topics on this book. And hopefully, uh, there'll be uh, a, a second book. Who knows? Right. Um, So uh, I want to thank everybody uh, for tuning in to this segment of The Second Stage. uh, And we'll be back in just a few minutes to talk about uh, our closing thoughts and uh, prepare for our uh, action of the week. Thanks for tuning in to The Second Stage.
1: The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network.
0: Be inspired. Become inspiring.
1: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the second stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to stage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson.
3: Welcome back to The Second Stage. This is uh, Jeff Cadlick, and I'm here with my partner, Brendan Anderson.
2: Wow, how awesome was that? was that? Was that awesome? Two that- weeks in a row. Just my golly! That's just incredible.
3: <laughs> no, it, it is. It is, and I, I tell you what. Uh, I hopefully people that listen to the second stage get a sense as to uh, the 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 wonderful environment that Brendan and I get to spend uh, time in. Uh, You're being stealing my thunder. Oh, I'm sorry. No, please, right, go. but I, I won't say it as eloquently as yeah. you. But um, you choppy. know, people like. People, people like Dan, you know, uh, he's had a ton of success. He's taken what he has learned and and put it out there for other people to follow to help pull people through you know the entrepreneurial experience more quickly uh, so they don't make the same mistakes that he did and candidly these all these uh people are so inspirational that you you want to spend time with them because they make you feel great and um that's that's kind of the environment we are it's it's a drug isn't it brendan it's a drug
2: well, as you say, you know, how, how, what a great job! And we get to talk to to Rob, and we get to talk to Dan, and, and these people are are, are very successful uh, entrepreneurs, and they are excited and energized to help us and help other entrepreneurs grow. And uh, I think that that's wonderful about the Entrepreneurial Committee. It, it's just, it's we get the best job in the world, Jeff. <laughs> we do,
3: we do. So one thing observation I had was. How um, there's a lot of crossover between you know the five pillars of business freedom that we advocate and this this uh, this great book that uh, that Dan's authored.
2: Yeah, I, I, it's it's uh, amazingly. Uh, uh, his has obviously got a lot more uh, detail about once you know. I think our five pillars are about getting the entrepreneur on the business so that they're ready to work. Uh, Get, get it on it so they're ready to work on the business get them out of the out of the kind of the daily treadmill where I think Dan has got a lot more detail about how to how to find that uh, you know that kind of life changing event that uh, that once you're on the business you can focus on them. so if I said that in a horribly choppy way I'm sure you can refine my pitch there
3: <laughs> no no I, I tell you you, you know I, the, the, the more we spend time developing our business and developing the five pillars and I feel uh, you know I feel better about it and I feel like you know having ready read uh dan's book uh dan's book you know validates um the five pillars and i think the five pillars validates dan's book and i think that people that have spent as much time as dan has and we have in this space we're coming to a lot of the same conclusions Uh, you know and i what i love about dan is is you know you know, Rob. The week before, he'd kind of taken your path, the entrepreneurial path, kind of from the outside of his career. You know, Dan's career really started at the opposite end of the spectrum where mine did. Uh, but you know, all of us came to the same conclusion about the same space.
2: Wow, Jeff, you can take the rest of the rest of the uh, rest of the day <laughs> off. That was that was uh, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. I uh, and I agree I'm with trying.
3: you. I'm trying. It's not yeah. easy for me. I'm exhausted now, mentally and physically. I'm wiped out.
2: Yeah, it's been a week. It's been a week, and your your voice is still like cracking, like a. <laughs> I know whatever. it's all that rah 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 I do when I yeah. talk to
3: these entrepreneurs, which is yeah. uh, which is a lot of 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 what entrepreneurship is all about, as we've been talking about. So, um, let's talk a little bit about you know the action plan for the week. Last week you had this. What was I've already forgotten what it if, was.
2: If in doubt, reach out like to your peer groups. Remember, <laughs> you know, and, and I and and I. I like that uh, because you know, I, obviously, that was that was perfect for last, for last week. I think this week it's something like if you're ready to grow, you better get your ducks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and what better than to start with Dan's book? Right? Oh wow! I mean, that was that was
3: good. That was I mean, good. I, I'm that, not sure that you haven't identified another career for yourself. I'm telling you. I mean, real short, pathetic rhymes. <laughs> well, you know, some people call that rap.
2: Oh, you know what? <laughs> I like that better. I like that. You, went, I'm starting to lose my voice now. Oh, my yeah,
3: God. So it's either that or maybe you could go work for Hallmark or something yeah. like that. <laughs> you something. could kind of –
2: <laughs> Instead of
3: birthdays, it'd be like uh, an entrepreneurship section, and they're going to be thoughts by Brendan.
2: Yeah, yeah. But in all seriousness, though, Jeff, I think it's. Uh, I I think I'm going to I'm going to call myself the Brendan the rapper Anderson. But um. You know, it, it really, you know, when you're ready to grow, there are things, you know, there are wonderful resources out there, and and you don't have to you don't have to keep stubbing your toe and and making the mistakes that that thousands of entrepreneurs before you have made, and there are they most of them are are willing to help you think that stuff through. So, uh, um, yeah, it, it and, really is.
3: <laughs> yeah, and you know our website. You know, uh, again, not to toot our own horn, but our website is a resource center for entrepreneurs. We've taken what we've learned over the years and we take what we know and we put it out there for people to comment on, to learn from. And, and the hope is, is that if some entrepreneur, small business owners out there reading the material that we've learned uh, and feels like it's a value that they would reach out to us and, and, you know, there might be an opportunity to partner you know, with that person. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, this book probably will go up with the other great books that we advocate on our website. If you haven't been to the Evolution website, at evolutioncp.com, we have a resource center. And there's books on there uh, like uh, No Man's Land by Doug Tatum. It's a great, great book. There's Traction on there by uh, Gino Wickman. Small um,
2: Giants, Bo Burlingham. Small Giants. Uh, great game, great Bur- game of Business by uh, um, Jack Stack and Bo um, right. Burlingham. Right, right.
0: Hey, you hey, know Jeff,
2: what? Jeff, this rolls me into you know I think what we're talking about here is our our fifth core value is really passion for possibilities, and I think that's what we're really talking about i mean if, if you're an entrepreneur and you have a, a vision a thought a belief that you that and you have a second stage business and you're sure you can turn it into something you know you owe it to yourself to implement the five pillars you owe it to yourself to keep reaching out to the peer groups and to these other players, and it really is about you know the the passion to turn that to turn that business into a true small, small giant, trying to use all the cliches we've used in the last uh, couple shows here, Jeff, but, um, <laughs> but, it, but, but, but you and I believe this, I mean, this isn't something, this is something we truly believe that changes the lives of lots of people. So, right,
3: right. And, and passion, positive.
2: Positive. That's exactly right.
3: That's, that is something that we believe in because there is that extra element that ties and binds all entrepreneurs together, and that's, it's the drug that you and I feel every day that uh, um, is, is, just makes this so much fun. Um, That's going to conclude this week's show of The Second Stage. Um, Again, this is a forum, and we'd love to hear from you on our blogs uh, following the show, and you can certainly continue to email us with questions at the Second Stage at evolutioncp.com. Our show is brought to you every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, and want to uh, thank McGladry, LLP, a leading provider of assurance, tax, and consulting services focused on small and mid-sized businesses nationwide with more than 6,700 people in 75 U.S. cities. With that, we're going to sign off this week, and we look forward to uh, coming at you next week with uh, another great topic and guest. Thanks for listening to The Second Stage.
1: Thank you for tuning in this week to The Second Stage. Please join Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson again next Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And have a successful week.